Thank you for listening to One Day You'll Met Rich. I'm Rich. I'm going to be a father. Oh! <laughs> fuck! You gonna drop that like that, you piece of shit? Sarah's pregnant. What? Have that. Holy fuck! <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> man! What you. the fuck? What are you doing? <laughs> that is some horse shit! Don't throw that at me. <laughs> Holy fuck, man! <laughs> Thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Fucker. (laughs) I'm going to bridge that off. Welcome to When Daniel Met Rich. So then I threw the Senate at him. Mm -hmm. True story. True story. The whole thing? Whole Senate. Wow. What if he was the Senate? <gasps> That's deep, bro. I am Welcome the Senate. Welcome to When Daniel Met Rich. I'm Rich. I'm Daniel. Let's get to know each other. Follow us on all the socials. We're going to get better at updating them, I swear. I promise. Yes. And come to our Patreon. Subscribe. Yes. Help us Break produce even. this show so Maybe. that we can stop going broke. Producing this show, <laughs> it's like uh, still an exorbitant amount of money, almost uh, to even like have this done at an intermediate level, which is kind of what we are. We'd like new gear. Um, we'd like help buying new gear. Uh, we know you're there. We see you. Yes. <laughs> Listen and give us money. I'm joking. We love you. Uh, please don't leave. Please don't leave. You're please always support welcome. Us. You're always welcome to the show. But just know that if you'd like to come in, maybe uh, subscribe at a merchandise tier. Uh, maybe get a funny T-shirt. We really appreciate all of the support, and, and we support. would really appreciate financial yeah. support. Uh, we don't pay Brian to be here. No. So he's here uh, out of the um, kindness of his. Yes. He's here for the coffee and banana chips. Uh, yeah, and also I drag <laughs> him here like almost forcefully. Almost forcefully every Saturday. Tugging. I just woke up. Tug- break. He did almost wake up. Zelda, so. your your input is unwarranted. All right. So, when last we met, you dropped a fucking bombshell on me right at the end of the show. <laughs> right at the end of the show. <laughs> Damn it. The whole show. Um, at the end of the uh, show. Yes. And then you dropped another bombshell on me immediately after. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, Asking me to make offers that people can't refuse and leave horse heads. That's and entirely the truth. People's um, beds. And my, uh, my wife is pregnant, and I'm going to be a father. Congratulations. And thank you. Thank you. Um, you're going to be a godfather. I'm going to be the godfather. Brian is going to be an uncle again. Mm-hmm. May a firstborn child be a masculine child. <laughs> <laughs> Whether they're a boy or a girl, they will be masculine. They will be fucking ripped. <laughs> Them boys ain't gonna pull her hair in the fucking uh, playground. That's for sure. She will knock their fucking teeth out. <laughs> I'm going to channel as much Marlon Brando when interacting with your child as much as possible. Oh God! Yes. Until the point she thinks that you actually, or he thinks that you actually look like that. Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, no, and I, I dropped that as you know, it's kind of a cliffhanger, I guess. But I wanted yes. to surprise you first of all. Um, well, it worked. That, that was uh, fun. Con- congratulations, <laughs> it worked. How far out of left field did that come? Oh, at the end of the show when you said I'm rich and I said I'm going to be a father. Well, that kind of threw me. 
completely for a loop. Yeah, and I got and you I, there. You thought I, I was. You were waiting for me to say I'm. I want to say. I want to say it was Tuesday afternoon when I recovered. <laughs> uh, and you're just like coming down from that. You're like, okay. I was like, okay. I was like, huh? And well, I went to work, and I had a very, very eventful and productive weekend last weekend, okay. which I'll get into later. But when I got to work on Tuesday morning and people were like, how was your weekend? I went, I'm going to be a godfather. <laughs> and that's when it sunk in. And they were like, wow. All right. Congratulations. That's good. That's so I was good. like, all right. And then they were heaping onto me about how much of an honor that means. Not that I didn't already know, but it just kind of poured in. And it actually helped me cement my decision. Because not when last we met, but when we met before that, I had uh, loaned you a family heirloom, which is the Mort Le Morte Autor. It's true. Which is the a French author's retelling of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. It's kind of the definitive one. That book is what T.H. White took as his influence for the once and future king. Nice. Which I heard is a bomb ass retelling Which of is, King Arthur. And that is what Disney based the sword in the stone oh, off okay. of. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So that is I the like King it. Arthur legend that Disney grabbed to make Sword in the Stone. T.H. White wrote it. He grabbed it from the book that I loaned you. Cool. The book that I gave you yes. for my godchild. Oh, really? So that you could le- read to him or her. Oh, so thank you. The book right. is yours. Well, you know, it isn't that bad, actually. It's not incredibly explicit, so I could do that. Um, I intend on, um, you know, like, there's all kinds of things. I did already buy um, The Complete Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Excellent. Because, first of all, Winnie the Pooh is gender neutral. That's pretty easy. But I yeah. think I think Winnie the Pooh has got a character for any day you're feeling. And I feel like Winnie doesn't get enough respect for being, frankly, just the fucking bro that he is. Okay? He's always hungry. That's a mood. Yeah. You know what? He, he gets stu- stuck in something. He goes, oh, bother. And then he pulls himself out of it. He's got a diligent fucking attitude. Mm-hmm. And he's a go-getter. Yes. That that Pooh Bear. You know what I mean? Especially if there's honey involved. Absolutely. And most importantly, uh, he wants all of his friends' family to know that uh, he loves them and that his time with them is uh, most special at all times, which is kind of what our show is about. Is yes. Our time together, spending our time together, um, figuring out new things, figuring out old things, figuring out, you know, um, life in general, but also at the same time enjoying it. Yes. I enjoy his embodiment of the Zen philosophy Mm -hmm. and Piglet's embodiment of the Tao philosophy. Yes. And there's a lot of philosophical ideas being tossed around in a kid's book. And it's mm-hmm. made very, very mm-hmm. understandable for young minds, and that I appreciate. Yes. So, yes. Go Winnie the Pooh. You've got Rabbit, who uh, is always a good neighbor, um, huh? even though he like he. I don't know why he doesn't keep an extra jar of honey on hand at all times. Just an extra one for when Pooh shows up and says, "Oh, you do you have a? Can I have a bit of honey?" And then they're all gone. Well, they're all it, gone. You it know turns what? Out. That he does, but he's just as much of a honey fiend, so his supply is always limited to one jar because he keeps his reserve. He tries to keep his reserve strong, but 
That honey's Poo too damn always, good, man. Poo He's got to eat his own honey. I was going to say, because I remember now explicitly the imagery of uh, Winnie sitting amongst the jars of honey that he does That's true. Uh, eat of rabbits. Uh, uh, additionally, Tigger, who's just an ADHD embodiment of all of us, <laughs> the, the true excited kindness... Yes. Um, even if he's overbearing. And Eeyore, who is, you know, despite being dour um, on most days, such yeah. such a, a – he's still a light soul. you know. I won't hear an unkind word about Eeyore. That is my spirit animal. Not one. I always one. related the most yes. to Eeyore when watching Winnie the Pooh as a child. Yes. But I digress. Uh, you know, um, thank you for the book. And yep. I would I would be glad to pass it on to the child, and amongst you know like lots of other things that are going to happen in terms to uh, influence it. Yes. But there's what's more, I mean, in terms of naming you the Godfather, it was I think it, it's all it, it was such a no brainer for me and Sarah to to name you and Christy like the legally binded guardians of. This is not just for those of you who don't know. This is not no. Rich is not now Marlon Brando to the child. There is no favor done. This is more of like an, an actual, an actual entitlement of taking on the responsibilities of a child in the event neither Sarah or I can any longer take care of it. I'm assuming whether it be death, whether uh be disease mental disease even which i've already said you know if like i'm gone by alzheimer's just you know i like i like what titus said about it chris titus said you you strap me to a chair you launch me off into the grand canyon and record it and sell those dvds for the rest of your life (laughs) (laughs) because i will not be there i digress we can't think of anyone who would uh, uh, help us love and nurture this child um, any more than uh, we would outside of you. And I appreciate that. I, that means a lot. Yes. So quit cutting onions in my garage, man. <laughs> I'm not. So, long story short, he's now the Godfather. Um, Fun story in terms of you know the pregnancy and stuff, and we'll we'll have another episode a little further into it. Sarah um, eats, hopes to God she won't throw it up, and sleeps. That is what my wife does. Is she? Yes. <laughs> she basically, uh, yeah. When she woke up in bed yesterday, she woke up and was like, "Oh, I need a nap." Yep. <laughs> and that's pregnancy. See, on occasion, depending on her mood, she refers to it as the parasite. Yes, well, it is. I mean, it it's really a, is. It's a, it's a parasitic organism. It, it's true. But it eventually leaves of its own accord. That's kind of the beauty yeah. there. So I think the most important part in terms of like the way we're approaching pregnancy and stuff like that, um, the world can see, seem very uh, dark these days in terms of the challenges we face as a society, as a civilization, and um, as a society that's torn apart with p- political strife. Um, and the global warming and all of that stuff, it, which it, you, there's progressive steps being made every day to solve these things. There really are. Yeah. We um, also looking at the economic strife across the world and having the conversation, uh, which a lot of people our age tend to have, which is uh, why the fuck would you bring a child into this world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is wrong with you? Um, so... 
across the years, whether it was the Cold War, <coughs> whether it was the impending doom of terrorism, <laughs> oh, sorry. whether it was uh, uh, the atomic bombs back in the day, it seems to be there's some kind of overarching narrative to keep the public in actual um, panic at all times. Almost. It seems to be. That's fair. And with the economic strife, yes, we're at a completely unprecedented time where the amount of – like the cost of living versus the amount of money we're making to live is – the gap is astonishing. People can't live on their own. It's almost like we're being forced into like multiple family homes. Mm Mm-hmm. Because of the cramping, because of the growth of capital, capitalism and the fact that it's completely unbridled and the greedy are allowed to be greedy and the poor are only made to get poor, unfortunately. Yes. It's real and it's an issue, but we see changes. We see things happening over time and uh, none of that's going to change. It's just not going to change. And so do we look at the idea that other people have also like had to – had children in the face of adversities before? Absolutely, yeah. they have. Um, it's a different struggle every time for a lot of people. Um, powers that be do try to keep things and do. It seems like they don't do a lot, but they do do things to keep things from going completely haywire. And it it's scary, but it already takes a village. As soon as Sarah and I were really able to like realize and acknowledge, first of all, that. Um, we were sure we had you and Christy mm-hmm. that you guys would be there for us um, in such a uncomparable way to even closer family, and then all of our other friends as well. It was a lot easier to be like, you know, what? we're just we're just gonna fire off on this. We've got parents who who will help us fiscally in any way, and also with like um, you know child support. You wouldn't. Uh, you you came to the wedding and uh, wouldn't put down the baby that our friend brought. That's that's true. It's very true. Yes. Um, I and- stole the baby. I eventually gave the baby back, but I did steal the baby. <laughs> uh, our friend's newborn was yeah, and and, and it was so funny because Chloe would keep coming back to you, and and the mother of that that small child she was staying with us, uh, Sarah's childhood friend. She would come back. Do you want me to take Jensen back? Do you want me to take the baby back? You'd be like, no, I'm good. I'm good. And then at one point, Chloe did come to me. She was like, wow, he really likes babies because like, he just won't. And I was like, where, where's Jensen? She's like, oh, Rich holding him. Oh, okay. He's been holding him for a while. Yeah, he likes it. So I'm just I'm taking advantage of it yep. and kicking it and enjoying myself, which was also really awesome. Yep. So. There's, there's something about seeing the realization in a person's face when they experience something new. There's this weird, like, soulful joy that's reflected in their being that's just really, really, really good to experience, even secondhand. Yes. And for babies, every moment is like that. Yes. So that's why I enjoy holding babies, because you can actually feel them experience the world new for the first time and soak in that soulful joy. Yes. Which is good. You can hold my baby as much as you want. Woo-hoo! 
so yeah, it's intimidating, but we always knew it was going to be intimidating. We always knew it was never going to be easy, but like when you have friends and family around you to support and as long as you're straight up about that. I mean, I made an immediate um yesterday was my uh, 30th birthday and my mom and dad were hanging out. 30, I, I I immediately I'll get to that. I'll, I I immediately basically as soon as we were like done talking to him for a minute about the kid, I was like, "Yeah, so I got to clean cuz we're probably going to have some guests tonight um and I'm going to start, you know, um asking you for I'm going to show you right now mom that i'm not afraid to ask for help so could you do my dishes <laughs> <laughs> she's like yeah i'll do your dishes while i got busy sweeping cleaning vacuuming organizing taking out trash all the other stuff adulting organizing some laundry yeah doing just the normal adulting but i asked her for help and well i mean my mom would have done anything if she asked me yeah. <laughs> i just made i just told her she was going to be a grandmother for the first time because i'm an only child right so which is another reason it, it it is so helpful to have you um and christy is because um i love my brother in laws but two of them are in colorado springs and the other one is helping his mother uh take care of his disabled father Yes. So it all works out perfectly. Yeah. It works great. Yes. I'm on board. Loving it. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. So. I mean, that, that was a nice little way to, like, kind of touch on top of that. But um, if we were to, like, kind of start on, on the, you know, the actual show now that we've kind of, like, uh, tied the cliffhanger in a bow from last yes. episode. Um, do you have anything to insert with? Because I'm just talking a lot. How does 30... Feel. Fuck, dude. <laughs> the same. I gotta be honest. It's the same. Yep. Um. Doesn't feel different. Doesn't feel changed. Nothing. I feel like changes until you like start to turn. Basically, twenty one, you can drink, and it feels like it's technically different, but you still even don't even get a certain amount of respect even from your elders because they don't see you as an adult for the longest time. And I mean, like, I have barely seen much my um closest aunt for like the last decade and um she came into town a couple months ago and for my mom's uh nursing graduation and treated me like a a, you know a child who didn't know how to make his own decisions i don't blame her she hasn't seen me for a decade and all she's used to is me being a foolish uh, small teenager and so that being said and i know i didn't mean to go in that direction and you no, know no. or bitch in any direction but it is in the way that like i've been an adult for a minute i've been adulting i've been struggling i've been working double hours to make my you know extra bills work out i've been you know um keeping up with consistent jobs because i need health benefits i've been doing the work so um to hear i'm 30 what does that mean it's i've been on the decade on this earth for you know 3 decades that's cool and um, I was able to celebrate the fact that I've made it this far with my life with my friends, and that's all that matters. Otherwise, different? Nah, not at all. Nice. Yeah. Good deal. <laughs> there, I've talked to people that have felt this like impending sense of dread, yeah. like, fuck, I need to start living my life. I need to start doing something. I need to do something. I'm hitting, yeah. I'm getting old now. Yeah. I'm at that point where when I was 12, this was like ancient Mm-hmm. And so I've talked to people like that, and I'm like, you've been doing it wrong. <laughs> it's true. So I'm wondering what I'm wondering what fatherhood will do because I didn't feel any different at 30. Sure. And as far as like older relatives seeing me now, it hasn't changed. I in their eyes, I am still a nine year old who knows nothing about the world. Yes. And I've actually had many, many, many 
like altercations with older family being like fucker i'm an adult and actually i'm a better <laughs> adult than you are yeah i don't need to hear your shit yeah very much so um i think telling telling a bunch of like said aunt today that uh i'm gonna be a father flip she's so fucking excited and i adore <laughs> her and i love her um but hearing things like that i'm hoping kind of put a spin on things as far as your question is concerned of like you're wondering what like fatherhood is going to do it has already changed me in the way that it made me want to come back to this show twice as hard and do it right nice because i'm going to have to spend a lot of my time doing right by my progeny yeah i don't have room for error anymore i don't have room to oh i'll worry about that later i don't have room for um I don't want to say leisure because I still consider this leisure, but it's also changing the perspective of the way I see the things that I do. Because, you know, this before the hiatus, the show was getting on my nerves, not like that I don't enjoy doing it, clearly, mm-hmm. um, but in the way that the, the pile of work I wasn't doing was getting bigger and bigger and bigger that I just... How do, how do I say it? It was an undertaking that that um, every time I went to undertake it, I went, this is something I would like to do eventually, but not right now. Yeah. Um, and when in all reality, sometimes you don't have to climb the mountain. Sometimes it's easier to dig through it. Sometimes it's easier to go around mm-hmm. the mountain, which is kind of what we're doing with the hiatus. But... On one hand, some people might argue if they were, you know, truly stiff, why don't you be a man and climb your mountain? Um, to which I say, why don't you fuck off um, because I have my journey and you have yours. Mm-hmm. I'm going around the mountain because I'm still going to get to the other side. Mm-hmm. As a, you know, sort of epiphany, metaphorical kind of way to put the way things have gone and the way we've restarted the show um, and... I'm going to approach the work from a new way in which we can do the things we want to do instead of just getting the ideas as we go, which was also kind of hard because as we created the podcast, we were like, shit, wouldn't it be awesome to supplement the show with Let's Plays of video games that we mm-hmm. talk about as playing? Wouldn't it be awesome to supplement the show with um, a, a Dungeon and Dragons podcast because that shit's just fun and cool. Wouldn't it mm-hmm. be cool? And then these things kind of stack up where we did record these things and I did edit some of it but it started stacking up and something that I didn't know because we were learning about this at the time is how long it takes to edit two hour fucking podcasts sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, especially once you mix in the video element, especially when you mix in the video element, uh, I hope to God it's all correct. And then Brian got his new job. Um, and we didn't have a note taker for half our episodes. And then we got, um, Eric on Eric finger friend of the show. Hello, Eric. I know, I know you're listening and we love you. And switching out until I basically burnt out, you know, which mm-hmm. was that before. But the mountain is something that uh, in, I'm going to stay on top of it instead of letting it get on top of me. Well, you can go like every other white guy that's ever climbed a mountain and just get some Sherpas. Get some Sherpas. Get some Sherpas to help sure. you out. Or a mountain bike or <laughs> All something. Right. Hillard would never would have mounted Everest without Tenzing Norgay. So it's true. get you a Tenzing Norgay. And what I'm saying is we're here to help. 
You can tap yeah. me. You can tap Brian. We and we can help edit. We can help with any of this largely stuff. Largely the theme now is that like I mean I already told you and we've talked about it before. I'm going to teach you how to edit. Yeah. I, I taught Brian how to edit before. It's just when he was figuring out his new job, which is you know a part time deal that turned full time with you know uh, uh, hierarchy seniority. Seniority. Um, it really. Um, it took him a second to get where he was comfortable and the same for us, but right. I, I vow to, and this is also for like you guys, the fans, the listeners who like <laughs> give us 7,000 fucking, you know, combined listens over 80 plus episodes. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. I got to do better by you guys. And in doing that, I, I promise in the same thing that I, we need it for life and raising a child to also treat this like our baby. I will ask you for help, Rich. All right. When I get overwhelmed, if something happens and clearly I'm going to have a kid eventually, you know what I mean? And then uh, I might have a sub- substitute in or out for me or put the baby right here and we have an episode with the, you know, the yeah. baby right next to us, whatever it is, we will, I will do it together. Yes. With you guys. Absolutely. It's important to have Sherpas. <laughs> What's it like being a godfather? <laughs> well, it's it's scary. Because, first off, now I have a vested interest in keeping you and Sarah alive. This has ruined all of my... Uh, <laughs> This has ruined all of my murder-suicide packs. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I almost spit up my coffee. Told, I have been told that my sense of humor is much, much, much like a fine wine. It can be dry. It can be very dark. And it is rarely appropriate for work. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I had to get that one right out of the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And at the same hand, you know, it's like, well, if the baby's good enough and I enjoy the baby enough, then I have to, you know, reinstate all of those murder-suicide plans. Mm. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's important to have plans A through D. Anyway. Yes. Completely joking. All joking aside, it's it's an incredible honor. It, um, I'm not going to lie, it, made, it did bring literal actual tears to my eyes mm-hmm. and every time it i think about it it's like oh my god these people that i care about incredibly like family sometimes more so have this have think so much of me and my wife that they would entrust their most precious Creation. thing in this world to us it's just it's it's mind-boggling, mm-hmm. honestly, because it's like I spend most of my time spinning in my head going, you're a stupid piece of shit, you're never good enough, and then I get news like this. So it's it's just kind of like, wow, it's it's big. It's big. It's far bigger than I could ever iterate. And, you know, like, I totally understand that point of view and, like, you know, kind of like that self-doubt of the, the imposter syndrome yeah. of day-to-day life, right? Yeah. And I hope that, like, in terms, like, the way you said that, that it's also, it's hard. I'm, you know, big words escape me sometimes. Right. Uh, I think it was a COVID well, brain. I'm and just, and honestly, the English language is nowhere near adequate enough to supply 
all of the words we need mm-hmm. for all the um, things we feel. It's true. I want to say um, validating, confirming. Yeah. Um, a word for that. Um, affirming. Uh, yeah, yeah, affirming is a good one too. But I don't know. I hope it's 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 also equally affirming to you in that way. Yeah. That, like some days you feel like, am I a good person? Like, what have I done to contribute? What am I? Where am I at in life? And like, what is that? I do hope it's affirming for you in that way. Yeah, I I really hope it is for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've often adopted the whole idea of almost the Socratic method. Like, I know that I'm smart because I admit that there's so much I don't know, mm-hmm. leaving me open to learn. Mm-hmm. And then there's the I know I can't be a piece of shit because I think constantly that I'm a piece of shit and I'm endeavoring not to be. Insane. And it is that endeavor to not be a piece of shit that makes me a little bit less of a piece of shit than I actually am. Yeah. And so I go through life like that and I realize that, yeah, I'm going to think that I'm never good enough because I always strive to be better. And that mm-hmm. comes from that. Yes. And... I fail just as much as I succeed. Sometimes even more failure than succeed than success. But. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. But at the end of the day, when I go to bed, I go, I'm a little bit better today than I was yesterday, mm-hmm. and I'll wake up and hopefully be a little bit better than I was yesterday, and try to go to sleep with the thought that I'm a little bit better than yesterday. That's, I mean, that's a wonderful mindset, and I try to tell myself that more often than not. I try to feel that way. Yep. And in what you were saying with that, I think that even just now, we were talking about you put away Athena, um, your horse-sized bear dog um, with mammoth paws. And the when we were on our way over, we we asked you to like you know put her away for one because I have actual like health issues with my testicles that sometimes they have uh, they're more sore than not. Um, mm-hmm. And luckily, it's summer. I've been wearing shorts a lot. I have a friend who had the same issue, and he would wear shorts in a blizzard because if he wore pants, it would just be too painful. Um, twixt his nethers, and then um, so- I'm not surprised with how much you've been emptying your balls lately. <laughs> <laughs> That's how babies are made, folks. It's true. Sarah called me disgusting at the at the fucking birthday party yesterday. I was like, that's not what she said when we were making it. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, ultimately, uh, it, no. We we uh, I was talking to to Chrissy about you know Athena and the bear paws and like even just admitting you know like I feel bad asking you to put Athena away because like we love Athena and I'm afraid you would think I'm snooty. Or we're being snooty or being like, we don't like Athena because she paws us. And that's not acceptable behavior. I love gripping Athena's jowls in my hand and just holding her adorable puppy face. So it like it's (laughs) I clearly adore Athena. And like sometimes you have to have that conversation with people to like, you know, wonder. It's the same thing as like getting a text from a person you really fucking hope likes you. Yeah. And is friends with you. And then they don't text you back. And you're like, oh, shit. Oh shit! Did I say something wrong? Am I not cool? Am I approaching this from the right direction? Am I just like a complete piece of shit? Am I not worth this person's time? <laughs> and that self doubt sometimes that yep. it's that's just like also oddly disabling, right? In a weird way. Yeah. Well, and 
I'll be honest, when we first went on the hiatus, I was like, I knew it. I knew this was going to end because I am a piece of shit that no one wants to spend any time around. And I realized that it was COVID and that it was lockdown and that it was just impractical to continue meeting in the den of bricks to continue recording the podcast and everything. But I still had that voice in my head yeah. and I'll always have that voice in my head. Uh-huh. So it it wasn't a literal thing, but it was just that nagging voice that is never satisfied. That's just like, yep, you chased him off because you're a complete piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I had that. And then I was like, get the fuck out of here. You, you make no sense. Of course. You make no the, sense. The get voice the in my here. head said, see, you're a lazy piece of shit <laughs> who can't hold it down to do what you say you're going to do. Right. Which is hard for a man who comes up with a lot of good ideas and has sometimes is overwhelmed trying to complete them. Yep gonna be honest both of you guys need to stop that <laughs> i come to this podcast and each and every day i meet you guys i feel a little bit more enriched <laughs> in my life excellent <laughs> Yay. The, the doubts are real but they're Hopefully like the rest of you feel the same support our patreon anyway. <laughs> <laughs> feel bad go to my patreon i doubt myself give me money no that's not how I switch my self-pity <laughs> It's even, that's even money. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, at least you guys can get some merchandise out of it. I digress. Yes. Good shit. Good shit. <laughs> anyway, off the pity party. Uh, yes. <laughs> so. No, don't give us money if you don't want to give us money. But you're always welcome to come and listen to us because we enjoy your company more than the money. Absolutely. We're going to keep doing it whether we get Patreon subscribers or not. It's but true. It's helpful. It's helpful. Anyway. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun to be here and do this. And that's what we have to remind ourselves sometimes at the end of the day, every day, is that we enjoy being around each other. We enjoy each other's company. We enjoy the endeavor that is spending a half an hour trying to figure out why this fucking camera is so blurry sometimes. <laughs> or that the the um, motion blur was really bad and it turns out to be a light setting that's trying to adjust for, for whatever. I don't know. We're going to have to fix it in post. It's time we put into it, but it's yeah. time together. Yes. I mean, initially, we started doing, I I started doing this because I was like, it is tough to be over 35 and make friends and have time to hang out with friends. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because the majority of people that I have been friends with over my life have adult responsibilities. They'll have whatever social responsibilities like church, uh intramural sports um family obligations child obligations all of these things and so it's very 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 tough to make time to hang out with friends and that was why i was like we should do a podcast because that is a built-in excuse to hang out with friends yes and so that was the whole that was my whole drive behind doing it. And you were like, hey, I've got an idea for this. Hey, I've got an idea for this. And I'm like, I am all on board because I am all on board spending time with my friends. Yes. And so we can do any of we can do any idea. If it sucks, too bad. We got to hang out. Yes. If it was great, awesome. We also got to hang out. So it's awesome. It's it's awesome that we're doing it again. I truly missed it. Yes. Me too. Super missed it. So it's weird because I come back with this news of like, yes, we're going to begin the show again and we're going to do it so good. We're on Patreon. Also, I'm going to have a child, which that (laughs) won't take up any of my time at all to be a good like podcaster. If anything, like I feel more determined 
like I yeah. said, I don't have room for error anymore. If I want to yep. do this, I have to do it right now. Yep. And plus, that means I guarantee time with that baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like, we're recording and I'm holding a baby. <laughs> and you better say be that like, verbatim. Rich, Rich, you want to put the baby down? No. Rich never wants to put the baby down. Come April. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Potentially April 5th, which was yeah, the so initial like date. April 3rd, April 4th, I'm going to start hourly checking in with your wife and be like, do you need anything? Do you need some more water? Do you need to take a walk? Do you need a Any massage? Do you need anything so that we can get this baby out on the 5th? <laughs> on is, the 5th. Which is Rich's birthday, if none of you knew. Yes. Um, the math was off just a little bit, and technically it's to do a little bit more like the 15th. But, I mean, there uh, there are techniques yes. for getting a baby out. Yep. Um, one of the best, you know, manuals for for observing this is the seminal uh, Dr. Seuss title, "Hop on Pop." <laughs> uh, yeah. Which I'm going to be plugging you for that one. I'm not going to offer to fill that one. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. That's okay. That's okay. No, no, no. I would like. Hey, you know what? How are we going to get this baby out? Should I? No, (laughs) no, I shouldn't. Daniel, get over here. I don't care if your testicles are sore. You've got to go. Well, that's the thing. It's 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 um hopping on top like. Her mom swears by, I needed to get, I don't remember if it was Sarah or Brian, she was like, I'm ready to get this thing out of me. And she hopped on top and started getting up and down, and that's how she activated labor. And, I mean, that's probably, I mean, you know, uh, uh, tactics. I I digress. Um, Dr. Seuss hop on pop. I want to say As you were describing that, my brain went full hentai anime, and I was hearing (laughs) that. What the fuck? What is it? Oh, that's the bouncing. <laughs> oh my god! Jeez. That's also when they what poke the something that's very, very fleshy. Like... <laughs> Whenever something's very, very fleshy and they poke it, it'll be that. Oh yeah, there's sound. like a squeaky sound. Yes, I gotta be honest. It's been a long, long, long time since partaking in the pornography, um, including the anime variation <laughs> known as hentai. But we can still talk about it. I remember enough about it. I wouldn't mind getting into some uh, porno um, infographics as well for an episode when we finally have a porn episode. But you know, you know, in due time. Absolutely. You want to talk about weddings? Ah, oh, we can talk about weddings because uh, we married off uh, our new friends. Two days ago. Congratulations, Gabe and Becca. Becca, thank you. <laughs> yeah, who he I met remembered. her last night. <laughs> I made a joke in front of them that <laughs> I think I feel went very well. You did okay, good. Good. I we'll see. I'm going to tell you what I said to okay, them because you were we across the room. Here we go. So uh we were talking about wedding rings. Yes. And Christy was talking about how she has a collection of wedding rings. Yes. Because I, I get her a ring like every mm-hmm. five years, ten mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. fifteen years, Shit, whenever I, I really I feel have, like it. I've had like four wedding rings already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just stopped wearing one because I was like, you know what? It's beating the shit out of my hand and eventually I'm going to lose a finger because I'm not that careful with my hands. Makes sense. So... That's why Christy and I have the wrist tattoos of our monograms. Nice. So I've got her. She's got me. Good. Anyway, so Sarah was like, I get a ring at five years? And Christy was like, well, I did. And I was like, well, Christy got a ring every time I got her ring, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and they're looking at me, and Sarah's going, 
because of course I'm talking about the butt ring. Oh no! So I I went. I'm just kidding. I've gotten that ring a lot more than Christie's got. <laughs> I don't know if Gabe and Becca were impressed. Well, it, they seem to chuckle heartily. Uh, no, they did. No. Uh, uh, well, here's the deal. Uh, Gabe and Becca, our new friends, are. Uh, here's the deal, and this is the, one of the more important things to me to talk about on this show is having your friends and staying friends th- with them, no matter what happens, no matter if anything goes wrong, no matter if you don't have things in common, but being there for each other as much as you possibly can. And um, it's really funny because my wife went to school with uh, um, our new friend Becca in nursing school. Um, she was there simultaneously. Um, basically, they met each other around the time we started this podcast, but they were not in the same friend clique because there were cliques in high. Mm-hmm. And, um, but what happened was they ended up getting hired after nursing school by the same company. And they were like, well, shit, why don't we fucking carpool since we have to drive south of Denver for this dumb fucking orientation? Yeah. And then they, on these car rides, found out that they totally found each other funny as hell. They liked the the, the way each other was thinking. And then um, they started hanging out a lot. And um, Sarah told me, why don't you come to, like, you know, come to hang out with us one of these times? Because, like, you know, um, her her fiancé, Gabe, just g- g- sits here and reads his Bible the whole time. Exactly. I am suddenly appreciating my joke so much more. <laughs> Because sodomy, I digress. Listen. The poophole loophole has been a standard amongst the truly religious yet unmarried and sexually active. Ugh, I digress. Now listen. Um, so, but in fact, that there being was said, a song written about it. That being said, while Put me in the I, ass if you love Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Continue. Uh, here's the deal. I just told you he'd be reading. You know, like he's yeah. reading the Bible because uh, he got into Jesus, and you know what? More power Sounds to like him. Jesus got into him. Whoa. <laughs> it's true. He would agree. Come uh, inside uh, me, oh Lord. Stop now. That's too much. Um, and, uh, they say it in church all the time. <laughs> I've heard it. I've had to stifle <laughs> so much inappropriate laughter. But that being said. Infuriating. Inf- <laughs> yeah. The this belly laughs I could have had in church, goddammit. Because you and your dirty mind. <laughs> um she she said she said come to us. She's just bored reading his Bible. Like, why don't you come meet him? I think you'll like him. And I was like, well, okay, cool. And um I was like, we'll see about that. Um, because sometimes those who are into religion can be have uh, be uh, let's be honest, zealots, far too uh, uh, fervent about their attitude about it, and mm-hmm. very pushy with it. Yeah. Um, and not once have they come to church with us. G- G- Jesus loves you. Do this. Do that. You should do this because Christ loves you. Um, I went and I wore, uh, uh, well, I changed my shirt. I wore that exact shirt with, um, it is my Totoro slash X or slash Bioshock shirt. If, if, thank you for, because they got me this new shirt for my birthday. It says says Star Wars, but it says pew, 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 on the the title, which is fucking dope. And I love it. But, um, here's the deal. I went and I wore that shirt and I was like. See if he knows what it is. We'll see what what's going on. He probably just read his Bible and you know maybe treat me weird. And I sat down. And he said, 
Dude, yes, I love Bioshock. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yes, breakfast isn't going to suck. This is awesome. Um, And sure enough, two days ago, uh, we were in there. We were given the high honor of standing behind the best man and the maid of honor in their weddings because that's uh, how much we mean to them as friends. Awesome. And Never once was I intending on being judgmental in any way that, you know, he was religious. It's that I haven't been able to keep a lot of religious friends because of how pushy they are about that lifestyle right. on me, for instance. Um, and then either that or they're pushy on me and then I don't respond and then they never talk to me again. Right. Um, but and that's the thing. I've always been respectful. Even your innuendos. Um, and we've talked about it on the show before incredibly incredibly kind people are those who are religious but at the same time practice the kindness yeah. in their sermons do not practice in any way the hate or um disapprovement of those yes. things and people grow with time you know what i mean some people you know even maybe when they're younger take it way too seriously but they grow into it and realize life's too short yeah to take that out on other people and clearly this is not what jesus wanted that being said um we found beck and gabe to be the two of the kindest loving people we've been able to be good friends with that um we've been able to play four player fucking mario almost completely mm. through 3d world which is i don't know if you've tried to play co-op mario is the most frustrating <laughs> fucking shit that is the true <laughs> challenge of a relationship <laughs> is getting through a fucking mario <laughs> game where you're literally accidentally pushing each other off accidentally throwing bubble, each other off of bubble, god damn it you bubble. <laughs> exactly I'm in this bitch bubble you are <laughs> holding me back it's i fell off the ledge because you were fucking bubbled <laughs> That being said, uh, it, it, <laughs> I've been – anecdote, as a child, I was really lonely, and I always wanted to have – when four-player games came out, I thought it would be the coolest thing to have a group of friends to run through a video game with because I was tired of doing things by myself as an only child, yeah. not having a lot of friends because I was just too spunky for the kids at that age to realize that, you know, like, you know, eventually in high school, people figured out I was funny as hell, and then I made a fuck ton of friends, sure. Yeah. But being as lonely as I was, it was a big deal to be able to have – multiple people in the same room and i now have a group of family friends who are like siblings to me um plus my wife that we've been able to go through the entirety of a campaign together without falling apart and never making it to the end nice and that's that's really metaphorical to me and how much they mean to me and how happy i was to see them um take communion at their wedding mm -hmm. smiling ear to ear you know what because it makes them fucking happy. Right. That's all I care about. And they were so happy in their wedding that I I don't know. It I was I was so proud of them. I was What's their denomination? Um Christian. Okay. So it wasn't a Catholic or an Orthodox no, wedding. It was not. Okay. Thank God because you'd probably still be there. Those <laughs> ceremonies are so fucking long. They really My are. God, if you're gonna go to a Catholic wedding, bring a lunch. <laughs> bring a lunch and a blanket. <laughs> Bring a lunch and a fucking blank. You're not <laughs> wrong. Um, we got uh, actually we got um, Sarah's dad. Um, they wanted to get his new heart. He had a heart transplant, which we talked yeah. about was part of the reason we went on hiatus. Was because um, when he got his transplant, I wanted to be there for them um, yeah. as much as I could be, and I was missing you know our recording sessions before the pandemic. And um, yeah, we went to get him um, um, baptized. That was also totally fun to do because that made my father-in-law happy i was glad to be there I was glad to edit the video make a video for them so they could have it um 
what they don't know is that the song I used is from Bioshock <laughs> Infinite. <laughs> There's a rendition of May the Circle Be Unbroken. Nice. Or Will the Circle Be Unbroken that I 100% used. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I got to do me <laughs> as well as them. Bioshock Infinite. <clears throat> um, it's, the music it's, from that has a place everywhere. Sorry. It's true. Go ahead. It, it's true. You're not wrong. So I, um, yeah, we got them married and I got to say it's, it's good to have good friends, especially in the time that we are like also pregnant and, um, getting them married off. And, um, there's a lot of responsibility that goes into a wedding and that is holding down that fucking dance floor when half of the guests are geriatric family. <laughs> okay. Cause yeah. they did it. They were like dance floors open and hit the music, turn on the lights and it's like cricket. And I'm looking out at the crowd, and I'm like, 55, 62, 72, 85, 92, wheelchair, yeah. 82, one, <laughs> like, <laughs> 101? And going through the crowd, I'm like, okay, cool. And I grab Sarah's hand, and we hit the dance floor within 30 seconds. Yeah. Why? Because it was a wedding. It was Beck and Gabe's wedding, and there will be dancing. Yep. And by golly, I can do a semi-decent Michael Jackson for about 10 seconds. Nice. Yes. Nice. Until I get tired of the moonwalk. I can start a moonwalk. I can't finish it. It's hard. Yeah. I don't know. We need to go I to a wedding. I don't think there was a ton of dancing at my wedding. There wasn't, I don't believe. Not a ton. A decent, there was a decent little amount. But Well, what was funny was that uh, last night, mm-hmm. Sarah was commenting about pictures from her wedding. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I don't really have a lot of pictures from our wedding. And I pulled out my phone and... For reference, I have over 16,000 photos on my phone. Yeah. And if I'm going to have any hope of finding the photos that are important to me, I have to put them into albums that are important. By date. So I have my favorites Mm -hmm. album. Mm -hmm. And in my favorites album, I only have 43 pictures. Okay. Out of 16,000, I have 43 pictures. Yes. Four of them are from your wedding day. (laughs) Great. So I was able to pull those up and be like, see, Sarah, I got pictures. And of me I and was, a baby. Just me, oh. all four, me <laughs> and this baby. No, there were actually all of you and your wife standing there. And then the one where you were and your wife were kissing and Lana is looking at both of you, which Aww. I have titled The Jealousy of Lana. <laughs> so I, I was like, oh, I've got pictures here because Christy was like, I wish you could have seen Sarah in her wedding dress. She was truly beautiful. And Becca was like, I'd like to see that. And uh-huh. I was like, OK, here you go. And just had it right there to show her. She was like, oh, my God, that's an excellent picture. You take very good pictures. I was like, I really don't. But I actually had a stroke of good luck that day. (laughs) It's true. So I was and then Sarah was like, will you send me those? So I sent her all the pictures I I had. And Christy has a series of pictures, which I have photobombed every single one of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as you should. There is a picture of me holding your wife's bouquet. And I'm going <laughs> at angry the flowers. Face, angry yes. face at the flowers. Yes, and all of all of my photo bombs are disapproving. So I'm in the background. <laughs> what the? Hmm. I remember you doing that. Yes, that was funny. It was good times. Uh, it's it's fun and it's joyous and it is. What is the word I'm looking for? It's not just fun, but it's honoring to like see your friends get married. Yeah, it really is. So. <laughs> Hence why 10% of my favorites are of your wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Our wedding was pretty chill, actually. Your wedding was great. Yeah. It was laid back. It was not too long. It was not too 
drama laden. Yes. So it was it was great. I'm glad. It was I'm an excellent glad. wedding. Yes. The magic was there. That was that's the key component. Mm-hmm. I've been to weddings where the magic was not there when the vow was exchanged. Oh, wow. And those couples aren't together anymore. Naturally. <laughs> naturally. That's scary. Anybody that I any wedding I've attended where I didn't get that sense of magic and awe in the air during the vow. Mm-hmm. Those couples aren't together anymore. So that makes sense. Yeah. It's like, OK, either one of the party or neither of the party is taking this very seriously. Yes. Do you still have that videotape or DVD of you and Christy getting married? Yes. I, I want it. I want it. I want to see it. It's VHS. We have to port it over to digital. Okay. I don't know how to do that. I'll we'll pay to have it, it done. I'll pay to have it done. We'll figure it out. I need it. I need to see it. My figure child it needs to see it one day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a big old Harley dude that was a minister of Las Vegas in a vicar's robes from the renaissance because we had a renaissance themed wedding yes you did my wife in a lady of court gown and me in the king's tunic i love it and tight (laughs) cock 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 pouch was there a cock pouch god i wish there was a cock pouch just like i wish i I wish i had a cod piece so i could have been the dandiest Mm -hmm. motherfucker at that wedding but no i wonder if there is such thing as an inflatable cod piece Oh, absolutely. That'd be pretty dope if you get it. And then it's, uh, you know, just to make sure that there's, you know, I couldn't dress up like a musketeer without just having a massive bulge. Yes. You know what I mean? Because the the massive bulge is important. Musketeers fight with rapiers. That's why it's that much more funny. You have a gigantic bulge. Like, what is he working with down there? A lot. You put out a fucking needle sword. (laughs) Tiny little thin thing that you're like, oh, I hope you can get someone with that. Yeah. Go for you. German quote, I think. I am. It is. Yes. But a man's codpiece should be the first thing in the room. Yes. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think I think that was on an old episode where I went to a Renaissance festival and I came back talking about a dude that was standing there in purple velvet costume to the T. And that codpiece was just unmistakable. Yes. It was like the hood of a Rolls Royce. It yes. was just out there, and I was like, this is the dandiest motherfucker I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Yes. But, I mean, Brian has a point. Like, if you watched, like, if you actually had a mile sprint or something, or, you know, like, even just a quarter-mile sprint uh, between a musketeer, a cardinal, and the king, <laughs> like, and it was a close one, <laughs> yeah. and you had to zoom in, the tape should be broken by the inflated cot piece. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, sculpted leather. Can we talk about the the Disney's Three Musketeers (laughs) for a second? Because you were ordered to disperse. I swear to God, Tim Curry is still picking scenery out of his teeth from that one. No, he fucking is straight up. But also, um, we got. I mean, I got to be honest. Charlie Sheen is a ladies' man. Athos, Aramis, Artemis. Arimus. I gotta be honest. It's been a minute since I've Athos, watched Porthos. Porthos. Uh, you know, D'Artagnan, of and course. Aramis. But like, yeah. and I, I, dude, what a good fucking movie! Yeah, 
What a good fucking movie. That is a classic, and I love watching it over and yeah. over. Athos, Porthos, and Aramis. Back yeah. in the day, I would do the, you know, like, I don't know if you guys did the same thing. I would put on a movie, and I would I would replay the awesome, amazing fight scenes of the execution that got baffled, and then we're all fighting our way up the stairs, and, and the, all the musketeers are here and throwing off their cloaks, and nine-year-old me was definitely jumping around make-believe sword fighting in the living room during that shit. That was one of those seminal scenes along with you know like return of the jedi yeah that like when shit went down i was pretending and i was there because it was cool yeah well i'm quite a bit older so Mm -hmm. when i watched that movie yep i watched it over and over and over again for tim curry because tim curry as cardinal richelieu is so powerfully over the top that it's just it's it's rich like a well-done cheesecake. Just yes. you, Every bite of him is just decadent and sinful, but so great. Yes. He's a, he's a wonderful villain. That's, I mean, uh, well, I mean, Tim Curry is any villain at any time. Yeah. Is anytime fucking amazing. A, anytime he's in something, I'm like, I got to watch it. Now, what I did manage to do is uh, make it so Sarah never wants to watch that movie again. Because sometimes I want to uh, hold hands with her. And I said, that's how we should walk cross-armed from now on. She says, how? And I'm like, this. And if you watch the intro scene of the first time the you know teenage king with the teenage queen are together and they feel awkward together. And she's like, am I ever going to like see you pantsless? And he goes, I'm a busy man. Um, while Tim Curry uh, gets me to make bad decisions for my country. And when they meet in the middle... They hold each other's arms, but they do not take each other's arms. Um, hold up your, give me your arm. They place their hands on top of each other, straight on top of each other. Do you need, they do not curl arms. He only holds up an arm for her to place her arm entirely perpendicular on top and walk together. I love doing this, this to Sarah. That, love doing it. That to felt Sarah. really sexually charged just now, <laughs> didn't it? it I mean, that's what I think. So that's what I think. Meanwhile, so Sarah says, "Grow the fuck up. <laughs> Put that down. Hold my hand." And I'll go okay, and I'll and I'll hold up my hand for her to like take on occasion on a, the occasional car drive, and I hold up my hand, palm up, and I'll turn it over so she's placing her arm on my arm, old French style. She's like, "God damn it, Daniel, how dare you?" And I go, "Are you not my queen?" And she says, "Shut up." On the note of King Arthur, um, at the death of the King Arthur, and that that edition you lent me, yeah. uh, also been driving her a little nuts. Because I tell you what, you read a fucking chapter out of that book and you come home talking real funny. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Real funny. Oh, yeah. And you know, you read that book once. You know Mm -hmm. the rules of chivalry. You do know the rules of chivalry. You know the fucking rules. You know the rules of chivalry. It will be pounded into your fucking skull by every chapter of that book. I just immediately become a method actor when I read Mm -hmm. read that thing. I mean, I got home and I looked outside and and, and and I said... Oh, what a nasty tempest might keep me from walking the hound on the green outside. (laughs) (laughs) Brian over here, like, (laughs) slamming his hand on the desk. (laughs) Now, yeah, she uh, she was like, that's going to get old real fucking fast, Daniel. (laughs) Damn it, Daniel. (laughs) Not in this fucking garage. Not in this garage, exactly. I'll do my best to. It's a lot harder to come by. I haven't read the book for a couple of weeks because... 
the secret project that I'm working on for and the reason I'm reading the book to be good at, you know, talking like that for method acting for a project that I'm going to tell uh, everyone about later when it's a little bit closer to being finished and I need more money on Patreon to finish it. Um, it I, it's hard to do it when you haven't been reading the book, but I do say shit like that after I've like done a little bit of reading to be on top of my A game for it. So fun. Mm-hmm. So fun. Oh, old yes. school things. Old yes. school things. Yes. It's a little annoying, but I digress. Oh, that book was amazing. I remember at one point I was, because I was reading it in high school. In between my classes, if I had study hall and my homework was done, then I would read mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. And once I made my way through the complete works of Shakespeare, I started in with that. And the so, King Arthur one? Yeah. Nice. And so at one point, my English teacher was also... Uh, monitoring my study hall yeah she was filling in yeah and so i walked in i sat down threw my books down and just grabbed it and and just started reading Mm -hmm. and she was like that must be a good book and i looked at her and i went it is a fucking great book (laughs) and i went right back to reading and she didn't even discipline me for cursing yeah she she just kind of was like hmm what is he reading yeah because she she knew and she was my English teacher. She knew that I was devouring every freaking thing I read. Mm-hmm. So she was like, okay, and he's got decent taste. I should find this book, find out what he's reading. And weeks later, when I was on to my next book, she asked me if she could borrow it. And I told her that it was a family heirloom. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> well, that's good because uh, she can't have that book. And I was like, you can find a cop. You can probably find a copy at a used bookstore, but it is a very old book. I was going to say, it's. I mean, I had to text you a picture of it, and I said, hey, this is like kind of falling apart. What? How do you feel about me? Are you sure you want me to have it and borrow it? Yeah. Which now you're especially sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I believe, here we are. I also um, found a book in the library, looked at my teacher, and told her it was fucking great because we had a reading program. It was like um, points system um, mm-hmm. that we could get rewards and i was a very the only thing i wanted to fucking do at school was read my book mm-hmm. okay in math class i would like have my book open in my desk because i had no interest in numbers i just yeah. i could not put down fucking books and read them i see brian agreeing with me because mm-hmm. i bet he did the exact same thing yeah huh. yeah for me it was a legend of drift into the mic I am. Okay, good. Yeah, sorry. Well, you, you, you looked at us. Yeah, okay. I was just making sure you get picked up on the mic. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just want to make sure you're looking into the mic when you talk into it. Sorry, guys. You were reading the Legend of Dresden books? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. I knew it. Yeah. Good. So that's why we were bad students is because we just didn't like if I but meanwhile I did my math class in college to get my, you know, like, you know, get on the dean's list, make honors, like yeah. all that shit in college when it actually mattered cuz you know, fucking high school stupid. Anyway, reading classes <laughs> had the same conversation in 5th grade when my when my teacher's walking by and she's like, "What are you reading?" I'm like, "Uh, the net." <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "That is not an appropriate book for you to be reading." And I look up and I'm like, "See? Look at this." 5.6 points, I remember. 5.6 <laughs> points. I'm getting these points. I'm going to finish this book. And I was halfway before she fucking saw it. Uh, here's the first line um, of the the plot of the uh, net, the actual film starring Sandra Bullock. United States Undersecretary of Defense Michael Bergstrom commits suicide after being informed that he has tested positive for HIV. 
let's see. I'm going to go through it just a little bit more. Uh, Alzheimer's disease is a thing. Uh, mother, Bennett's dinghy collides with rocks. Social security number, FBI, contract killer. So anyway, uh, yeah, one of the reasons my fifth grade teacher did not like me is because I looked her straight in the fucking eyes and said, this is a fucking great book. (laughs) She took it away from me. I didn't get to finish it. See, you got like, you got, when I was growing up, if you read 10 books over the summer, you got a free personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut. Ooh, a personal pan pizza. (laughs) And this was when Pizza Hut was the fucking deal. You walked in there. They had the salad bar with like the billiard table lamp above it. Yes. They had the the TV tabletop Pac-Man game. Always. They did. That you would sit down at and look down at the table to play Pac-Man. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They had the red cups that were refillable. Uh, Absolutely, they did. And sometimes they had arcade games in the corner. Yes. And, of course, the candy machines on your way out where you could put a quarter in and get a handful of M&M's. Yes. Or, or hot tamales. Yes. Oh, Pizza Hut. The old Pizza Hut. They yes. just tore down the um, – there was a Pizza Hut in the town of Golden in Colorado. They they most recently – when I took my new job in the city of Golden, they took a um, – they had a Pizza Hut. And I was informed, unfortunately, on my hiring while we were driving past that they just shut down that buffet. They had a working Pizza Hut buffet that I'm sure was not healthy in any way. But it oh, was God, no. cheap as hell, I guess. They said 10 bucks at the salad bar and pizza. Yeah. yeah. For lunch buffet? Holy shit. Yeah. It's a lot of food. Yeah. Buffets are cheap and shit. They are horrible and completely, completely impossible in a pandemic. You can't you can't buffet style if you're going to infect everybody. You can't. I miss buffets, though. Country buffet used to be like the shit. It was the shit. Golden Corral was the shit. Golden Corral still open, I think. Yeah, it is. But are they doing buffet things now? Probably I not. Think they're I just wonder how doing, they operate. I, I think they're just doing plates to go. Oh, so like you can, okay. you can walk in, you can see the selection, you yeah. can request your plate. Yes. They can build it for you into a to-go container and say, here you go, get the fuck out. I miss buffets. Listen, some people think buffets are gross. I think buffets is the best way to fucking eat food. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's how you get your kid who won't eat anything to eat mac and cheese and red jello. <laughs> Why? Because they're there and you don't have to make them. Yeah. Right? Yep. When you tell the kid, get anything you want. I remember my first my first experience at a buffet. I was like, oh, where's the kids menu? And they were like, just take a plate and get what you want. Yeah. And that's when my parents realized I enjoyed adult food. Because I came back with the with a Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) I came back with like a turkey leg. Yeah. Side of ash pills, yeah. side of broccoli, crab legs, side of green beans, and like two rolls. And they were like, that's an actual meal. Where's your hot dog? <laughs> they were like, you typically eat like a hamburger and then like three, like three handfuls of potato chips. And I'm like, because that's all you fucking give me. <laughs> <laughs> Because you both work and you're too goddamn tired when you get home to cook actual food. So <laughs> That's this so is what funny. you give me. That's so bad. Um, you know, I think I, I started eating more like cultured food when I stopped eating scrambled eggs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Mom, I want to try my eggs the way you eat them. 
and then I got them over medium, and I was like, what do I do? She's like, you eat the white, and then you, you dunk the toast in the in the yolk, and now I haven't gone back. Yeah. Because that's delicious. Yeah. And then yes. I started getting bigger portions of different things. Yes. Good shit. Absolutely good shit. We are men of acquired taste when our parents feed us that way. Yes. <laughs> Yes, my parents didn't start feeding me that way until you know the first buffet, and then they were like, "Okay, he's he's like interested in actual food." And I was like, "Yes, yes, he is. He's going to eat the things that it seem good." And I was I remember as an adult, first time I tried Brussels sprouts, I absolutely adore Brussels sprouts. Yes. They're awesome. And yes. I went to my mom and I was like, "Why did you never give me Brussels sprouts?" She goes, "Because I hate Brussels sprouts." You're an uncultured swine. <laughs> what? How did I come out of you? And then she found out that I hate the Beatles, and she's like, how did you come out of me? <laughs> so I guess there's fundamental differences there. <laughs> Fun fact about the uh, dancing at the uh, wedding I was talking about earlier in the Beatles. Yeah. We got half of that crowd out just for playing our wedding song, Something by the Beatles. Yeah. And we got lit- we got half the crowd out because we requested that song. They nice. all came out to dance, and then they went home right after, of course. Of course, when they started playing party hits. But Beatles works on old people; it really does. Oh yeah, they were the first boy band. Were they? Yes. Oh, I hadn't realized they were the first boy band. We need more boy bands. Boy bands are fine. I don't see what's wrong with them, especially BTS. But I mean, I guess I shouldn't get on a K-pop rant right now. Probably not. No, um, and. That type of boy band and the boy bands of the 90s, vastly different beasts. Listen. Vastly different. I beg to differ. Vastly different. Can I have water? (laughs) Can we pause right there? Pause for water. This is totally one of those like spastic ADD episodes where we're just all over the place. Oh, yeah. But it's exciting to be back in the room and talking again on yes. a recording for people to listen to. Yes. You know, we'll, we'll get back to, like, your subject, my subject. But there's just so much to talk about. Not to mention, fatherhood is a big, big subject. Like, the change of life. Me being, you know, the uh, biological father. You being the spiritual father. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Despair, if you will. Despair, if you will. <laughs> Kill the. Oh my gosh. So Back I've been watching YouTube clips, okay? There's, do you ever watch the Smosh crew um, do their uh, water challenges where they try to make each other laugh and not spit out water? I'm familiar, but I haven't seen it. There's a really good one in terms of like we're talking about it and like uh, 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 what does he say? Uh, Kill the spare. We're talking Harry Potter, right? There's a really yeah. funny one where um, they're trying to make each other laugh and they have a guy out there and he's in like Hufflepuff clothing. He's like, hey, guys, what's up? Welcome. Uh, thanks for coming to the Hufflepuff weekly meeting. Um, we're doing okay in the house points. We're probably not going to win again because the books aren't about us, but uh, we'll get there one. And then someone runs in and like whispers in his air. In his ear, and he's like, oh, oh, he's like, okay, and he's like, okay, so I just got some bad news, uh, Cedric just got fucking bodied. (laughs) 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 Yeah, they spat out their water. Nice. (laughs) That's a good one. Fucking watching Smosh do their shit. I've been kind of, like, addicted to them on YouTube, just a smidgen. Just a smidgen. Just a smidgen. Them and Harry Mack. Okay. Harry Mack has been quite inspirational. Have you heard of uh, Harry Mack? 
until you said you were watching him on YouTube, I assumed it was a sexual position. No, no. <laughs> uh, you could be sexually positioned for Harry Mack. Um, if uh, Harry Mack wanted me to do something. Yo, sexual dude, I him. was with this chick the other night and I gave her a Harry Mack. She went fucking wild. Harry Mack is a freestyle rapper. Okay. And he uh, he doesn't fuck around. He's got this great YouTube series where um, he'll find randos on uh, 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 Omegle. Okay. Um, he'll click through the ones that are, you know, holding their dick when they pop up um, <laughs> or the ones he doesn't get permission to use their um, footage from in their phone. And he says, okay, uh, give me three random words. And I'll give him cat, apple, and um, teal. <laughs> and he will do a full rap song freestyling in those. And when he talks about cats, he will bring up Bengal tigers. He will say tabby. He will wrap around them. When he talks about apples, he will talk about the entire fruit bowl and how it's an orange and how people give him orange. And he does rhyme orange. And he says, that's a joke to me. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, instead of being hip hop, it's improv hop. Improv hop. You could call it that. He is a fucking god. At, at lyricism, it's amazing, and well, well, I'll show you some of this later. But anyone who hasn't watched Harry Mack really needs to watch Harry Mack. Uh, he's getting up there in, in, in YouTube popularity for sure. Um, but he's, it's really inspirational to to really watch him because he's someone who's also like working at his craft, grinding right. as hard as he can to do the things that he wants to do because he enjoys to do them. Neat. And it's really weird because I I'm not a freestyle rapper at all. It has been inspirational to create content, though, for people who I know enjoy what we do. Neat. Cool. Check out Harry Mack. Yes. Harry Mack, I love you. You're probably not listening to this, but I do love you. Probably not. I don't know. I fell down a weird hole yesterday. Yes. On my, well, was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. Okay. On my way to work, I typically listen to podcasts Uh because I now have a 45-minute commute. Yes. 45 to an hour and 15. Okay. Depending. And so yesterday, in a weird spurn of being out of character, I turned off the podcast mm-hmm. and I turned on Spotify mm-hmm. and I turned on the Billie Eilish station. Oh, wow. We're talking about Billie Eilish. Now, I have heard of Billie Eilish. I hadn't necessarily heard Billie Eilish that I was aware of. So I was like, you know what? I heard her on a podcast. I heard her give an interview on a podcast. And I was like, okay, she seems really cool. I should give this a shot. I should try it. I should try her, try out her music because she seems really cool. And she was on there with her brother. And I guess she writes with her brother. Yes. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I listened to a good seven, eight songs Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. before I got to work. I can't say I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Can't say it's my favorite and that I'm going to, you know, go on listening and mm-hmm. just enjoying or anything. But I didn't hate it. That's always fun. Um, I also started listening to Billie Eilish um, over the last two years. And I would agree. She's, you know, uh, she's clearly talented. Writing the music with her, uh, with her brother. Lyrics, I think, are all her. And... It, poetic it's it's what she does is also like oddly dark yes in places which is something you don't expect when you listen to her talk as well have you seen her perform i i believe i started watching one performance and i it did not grab me mm-hmm. so i was like we can fast forward okay. we can move on 
I wonder if it was one of her slow songs, which is pretty cool. I would one of these days. W- uh, Billy has a style where she's also very quiet. Her voice yes. is good. She is a good singer. One of these days, she's gonna fucking belt, and it's going to blow the fucking world away. Because I know she's got the pipes, but it's not her style to actually like go up and loud and register. Right. I would love to hear her belt one day, like fucking go ham. She's that good at singing, plus her own style. She's just so cool in general. Yeah. It, her hair that I've seen, it seems like her roots are green, mm-hmm. <laughs> which mm-hmm. is which strikes me as odd, mm-hmm. but also very cool. You know, I'm like, okay, she's got her style. She's got her definition and everything. Yes. This is her identity. Great, you know. And she's been doing this for a while, and she's very young. 19. Yeah, but she started when she was like 14 or 15. Yes. Posting this stuff online. Yes. And hoping it picked up traction and then it did and now she's blown up and everything. <clears throat> and yet has not been hypersexualized to a to an extreme degree. She uh yeah, cuz she uh, I've seen the footage of her like when she performs, she's in a hoodie cuz she likes hoodies. Right. You know what I mean? She right. seems very humble and down to earth. There was one time she couldn't get her, um, I saw a clip that was really funny. She couldn't get her um, hair tie out of her hair. She wanted to let her hair down. She couldn't get it out. She was like, oh, shit. And she went to her fans in the front row and she said, hey, will you help me? <laughs> and she put her head in the crowd and let some fans help get the hair tie out of her hair. Nice. She don't give a fuck. She down to earth as hell. She treats people like people. That's the best celebrity. Yeah. Is when they have conversations and be cool. Yes. You should know this, though, you and all your celebrity friends from the Denver Comic Cons <laughs> in the past. Yes. Hi. Hi, Adam. Hello, young man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I, I've rubbed elbows with a few celebrities, I guess. I'm in the circle. You are. Some circle, whatever the fuck. I don't so know. let's talk. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, you need to get us some fucking guest stars for this goddamn show. <laughs> if you're I'm working on it. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm going to get the guys that uh, do the specialist. They've already agreed. Oh, really? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I just got to reach out to them with a the time and, uh, and date, date and, and everything. A place. And, and a place. Um, I know now two comic book store owners. Well, actually, nice. I don't. I know of one. I personally know one. From a long story I'm going to tell on a different podcast. But we've got no excuse anymore. You know what I mean? Anyways, cool celebrities that are cool people and friends. Um, Billie Eilish, definitely cool. Her music is very down to earth. I really, um, I I can't say that I like all of her music because I don't really like slow music. Right. That's the exact problem I fell into. Mm -hmm. I could appreciate the music. I could appreciate her voice paired with the music. It's very well done. I think her voice is a bit too produced, especially on the tracks. Yeah. She's definitely filtered. Yes. Um, but, I mean, that's... She's young. It's, yes. It's coming up. That's part of the process. I get it. Mm-hmm. It's It came across very, very emo to me. This is, uh, like, this is emo music now. Because I immediately was thinking of The Cure, The Smiths, Depeche Mode. I was like, this is emo. Yeah. This is the new yeah. emo. Okay. Cool. Great. But I truly appreciate that she has been able to soar in popularity 
without being hypersexualized. Because look at Britney Spears. Oh yeah. Britney Spears had to be hypersexualized because she just didn't have the talent. I'm sorry. That's a that is a personal belief. Please don't yell at me. Okay. But Britney Spears is auto-tuned to shit. Leave her alone. Okay. She's a, <laughs> she's a hard alone. She's a hard worker. She's she's talented as far as dance choreography. Oh yeah. But I don't think the music the musicianship blah, 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 blah. Word vomit. I, I don't think the music talent is there near as much. And I think that she was being hypersexualized to boost her into that superstardom. Yeah, no, I could see that. Like when I think when I think about and this is going to be a weird tangent, but when I think about people in high school that were like in sports or whatever and they were like, when I go to college, I'm going to play football. I'm going to get in the NFL. I'm going to be set for life. Everybody who was in some sport or something extracurricular in high school was like, I love this so much. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Britney Spears is what I thought of the natural evolution for every girl that was on a cheerleading squad. Yeah, totally. I could see that. I was that. like, this is the professional level of cheerleading for high school. Because, let's let's face it, there aren't professional cheerleaders. If there are, they make 50 bucks for every game they cheer and whatever proceeds they can get from the calendar. <laughs> That's it. We should do a calendar. A hypersexualized we should, calendar. We should totally do a hypersexualized you Hear me calendar. out. I want to get together. All right. If you have a Trans Am, reach out to us. Especially if the hood will support 250 pounds. Listen. If I don't see one of you in a G-string, I am going to flip shit. I don't know. I think a lot of sexual innuendos would be like totally allowed. I um, actually have an idea. I mean, at least one day um, where, and I'm sorry, Rich, this isn't inclusive for you, but that's because your name's not Daniel. I would like for um, a charity service called Only Dan's. <laughs> And what's going to happen is in, uh, instead of only fans, it is only dance. All the proceeds go to, um, you know, all the proceeds go to charity. And then uh, what we will do is have strategically placed things. You know what I mean? Like strategically placed. I don't want to say nudes. They don't even have to be nudes. They get, well, you know, funny things. But even maybe for a calendar. You know what I mean? But, like, mm-hmm. think about it. Only dance. I know two dance. So nice. far, that I'm actually like in touch with, and I talked to one. I literally just met at the wedding because he was in the uh, party. He's Gabe's uh, stepbrother, and the other Dan is one of Ellie's supporters. Nice goes under the gamer tag Dan the Dan Bond Dan. The only other Dan I know is Sir Dan Dan, the fan, the man with the plan, Horry Forty Skew Walter. Yeah, that's the other Dan. No, yeah. do you think he'd be interested in doing news for know. charity? I don't know. Would I'm he? It doesn't even have certain... to be a nude. I'm fairly certain he's coding for the White House. So he's probably got an open schedule. <laughs> if you take the, um, I don't know, can you undo the fucking damage that Trump did to that goddamn website? Now listen, uh, if you take the uh, the cell phone and from like the bottom angle straight up and double chin, you know what I mean? And it's just like, if it's blurry and up close, you couldn't tell the difference between a bratwurst and a penis. Right, so you just you just zip up the bratwurst into the zipper hole. How much does a cucumber cost? I mean, well, I don't know. It depends because, <laughs> like, it, I also want it to be believable. And I mean, a cu- while a cucumber is impressive, 
I mean, it's I I don't know of any. <laughs> well, I white mean, if you're circumcised, we'd have to um, we'd have to take the skin off. Yes, which would would definitely slim down the cucumber. No, you're right. And then the top of it would be that would be a little bit easier. But you could also shave the bratwurst to look like a penis. That's true. Which is, you know, the edge of it. But it couldn't be, like, in the skin still. It would have to be a cooked, I think. It would have to be cooked and probably not grilled because then you'd be, you know, if it's close enough and you could see dark lines on it, no matter what blurry it is, you'd be wondering what those lines came from and if you're a dick slitter or not. Um, for some people, listen, I met a guy. Hey. Growing, growing, actually, I didn't meet a guy. I met a guy who knew a guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a guy who knows a guy. Working at the arcade in Casa Bonita because, yes, I had a job there um, growing up in high school. Um, I needed to get more hours, so I, I picked up in the arcade, and um, the, the manager of the arcade told me he knew a guy who could only get off by sticking um, sewing needles through the head of his penis. So listen, there's dick slitters out there. Go ahead and Google sounding. We'll wait. We're waiting. Did I you hope you it? enjoyed Googling sounding. Sounding? Sounding. S- spell that? S-O-U-N-D-I-N-G. You might want to throw an NSFW right after that, too. Sounding. Just do NSFW for the... for the, Oh, urethral sounding is the medical use of probes called sounds to increase the inner diameter of the urethra and to locate obstructions in it, which people like to do. We have yeah, to get Sarah to talk like about to, the people that have come in with fucking things in their asshole or penis orifices before and then there's me- websites like meat spin we've already talked about the uh mm-hmm. jar the mason jar and the guy who puts uh, in his butt that one's pretty bad jar. i don't want to talk about that Ew, that's really bad how did we get here okay so <laughs> only dance for charity um if you were thinking about it listen fresh from I googling sounding <laughs> I love this show. I know, me too. It's listen. I know we're all over the place, but there's still there are things that need to be discussed on podcast. Um, urethral sounding can also be like a thing. You know what I mean? But I, all I'm saying is, if it's wide enough, can you blow in it like a flute? And then can did, the pitch did we change? discuss this on a previous can show? The pitch change? Where Ellie was, where if Ellie had the Prince Albert, she could. Technically warped to World 9 oh to complete God. Super Mario 3. Oh, my God. <sighs> and that's a story for another time. Not really. That's I still think that's kind of okay. But listen, Only Dance for Charity, I think we should put it on the docket. You know what I mean? These are the things that will come to fruition the more Patreons we have. You know what I mean? Absolutely. The more time we have to be able to do things like that. <clears throat> I could take a picture under my kitchen cabinet, start a site, Only Pans. <laughs> Only dance, only pans is one. I don't know. I mean, there would have to be a wide variety of pans for that yeah. to work. There would. There is. <laughs> only cans. <laughs> only cans. Where it's just, it's a coffee can, aluminum can, soda can. Sure you can. A ball sack. <laughs> just a random ball sack inserted in one of those months. It will be a ball sack. <laughs> we'll include a picture. It's my favorite Beatles song. My favorite Beatles song. I want to hold your can. We could we could pop in a shot from King of the Hill with Nancy Hicks Gribble so we can have Nancy's sweet can, as Dale always Ooh, referred to. A pea can as well. A pea can. Like in parentheses, pea can. We can... Oh. 
Fuck the charity. We'll take the money. This is, this is just brilliant. <laughs> yes. I'm just kidding. No, we'll make a new only something like once a year, maybe. That's what we'll do. Yes. And then they will get like, you know, like a month's worth subscription of like certain cans, certain yes. dance, certain pans. Certain mans. Ooh, mans. Men would be fun. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Mans. Yeah. Um, we'll change the font on all of them to only sans. Only sans. <laughs> no, we could. We could. We could and not tell anyone. Not tell month, anyone. And it'd be only tans. Fuck! Yeah! We are on fire! Yes! Listen. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I'll airbrush a... Uh, I'll airbrush a unicorn on the side of the work van, and it would be only vans. Um, a bunch of a bunch of pictures of the uh, lead guitar from the Wonders from that thing you do. Only Zans. We will pay to hunt down the only obscure pictures. Of Harrison Ford in his Han Solo. Only hands. But only when Billy D is with him. Yes. Because he is Han when Billy D is there. Yes. Absolutely. Han Solo. Han. Only hands. I gotta say, you guys are coming up with a lot of different brands. (laughs) A lot of different brands. Only brands. Only brands. Brands. Good job, Brian. (laughs) Well done. That was a good one. <laughs> yes. you, you didn't mean to, did you? Oh, you, no, he was still. Yeah, yeah he was definitely. I, he no, was no, still. I was waiting for the perfect time. <laughs> okay, good. I'm really good at puns. I just don't do it because it's like you guys are the punters. <laughs> You're not wrong. We are the punters. We are. Yes. That kid in the wheelchair. <laughs> Broken brands. Thank you for listening. With Daniel <laughs> Rich. I'm Rich. I'm Daniel. <laughs> That that was a Game of Thrones restaurant. That was Reference. a Game of Thrones only restaurants. brands. It was only brands. Only oatmeal brand. What if it was brands of like raisin o- brand. a raisin brand? Only brands. But we would find literally every brand of brand that was also like generic as well as the normal raisin brand that yes. you get. Fuck rice brand. God, uh, is that not allowed? It's, oh, it's rice. Is it rice brand not good? It's a work thing. <laughs> Where did the term brand come from? Well, you'll have to listen to the next episode to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with the cliffhangers here. <laughs> Hit the button, Brian. Uh.